Hey, hey, everybody. Guess who it is? It's your boy, Pinnell. And big boy. And we are the Distillery Podcast, and we are here to speak to you. Yes, sir. We are so excited to be here this evening. And Tom, it's always good to be in your presence. You're looking good today, my friend. Thanks. I feel good today. It's a good day. It shows. You're a glow. Oh, I'm pregnant. You're absolutely... Well, that wouldn't surprise me in your family. (laughs) So, you are... A glow. It, and maybe it's because you're excited, I am excited. about what we're going to drink tonight. I am. I'm excited. Um, on our last episode, we got to taste this particular bourbon, and I'm excited that we get to have it again with a little kick. Yeah. What's your plan? Well, um, we're having again the 1792 Small Batch Kentucky Big bourbon. fan. Big fan Big as well. Fan. We are now um, Team Blue Note, Team 1792. Big. Big time. Team Basil Hayden's. Yeah. Like, those are our top three so far. Delish. Yeah. Yeah, it's just smooth, and I still haven't put a finger on what mm-hmm. that one little difference. You said fennel or something earthy, yeah, minty. Some, yeah, I haven't figured out what it is, but I like it. So today we're gonna have that with a little bit of Coke. Awesome, Good dude. Old fashioned American Coca Cola. See, it's already poured up here. Let's Cheers. have a drink. You know what? It's really good with Coke. It is like whiskey and Coke's good in general. That's that's extra good. Sometimes I'm not gonna lie. Sometimes particular whiskeys with Coke. I have to force down, like Crown and Coke. Not a fan? Not a fan, but I will drink it. I just wouldn't prefer it. Gotcha. So maybe you just don't like the Crown is what that is. Well, I think that's what it is. Yeah. This is great with Coke, but I even like it better just by itself. I I do too, but I love it either way. So that's what we're drinking. That's our distilled beverage of the evening. But what are we talking about tonight? (laughs) We're talking about a small issue. Oh. It's an issue that you and I have talked a lot about in our personal lives off mic. Um, it's an issue that we almost forgot about for a while when the global pandemic was brought to the top of our consciousness. But in the last month, has um, this issue has roaringly jumped back into to our world. Yeah. And the issue is we're, we're talking about the, the problem we have in America with guns. Okay. We, we're talking about that. I don't know how we're going to talk about it. Are we going to talk about what reform is needed, our personal thoughts? But we're we're... We're doing this with trepidation because we know it's a divisive subject, yes, but we're also is. doing it with confidence because we know what we, we believe, what we think, and uh, we're just going to talk about what's going on, man, what's going on in our country. It's, it's, it's a problem. Mm-hmm. It's another epidemic, and we have a pandemic and an epidemic, and, and I would argue we have a gun problem, and so we're going di- to discuss something along that line. Okay. Ready, go. Hey, great. <clears throat> well, I'm all for having this conversation. I, I'm i going to do my very best to be um, ob- not objective because I do have an opinion. Data-driven, in my opinion. I will also share some of my opinions. I'm not afraid of them. I just want to do our audience a favor and not just be um, personally hyperbolic so that everyone feels I'm just being emotional. Fair enough. Uh, however, I do think that this is an emotional topic, and so it's going to be hard to avoid emotion completely. I don't think you should completely. All right. Because emotion is a part of what comprises us as humanity. There you go. You know, so I don't think you should completely. I'm going to do my best to not be just emotive and driven by my passions about this. Just my passionate opinions. I'm not going to be coming at this with piss and vinegar, I don't think. Um I want to try to let people hear my heart and also hear, I think a lot of people think they know what I think and they don't. And so hopefully we'll talk about that tonight. Okay. Um, 
Well, let's start with with info, info and not get into what we feel yet. Fair enough. Because it is back in the news, Tom. We've seen it a, a number of tragic mass shootings starting to... The minute the country lets up a little bit on the lockdown, this starts happening again. Correct. And so, yeah, give us some numbers. Give us some information. Well, thank you for using the word mass shooting. I do think that's something that we should kind of zero in on currently at first. So mass shooting by definition, there are multiple definitions. Most of them revolve around the number of people Mm -hmm, that are affected. And most definitions of mass shooting in the United States have uh, four victims or more. That's that's the, the bar that I've always heard. Yeah. And victims don't always equate to fatalities. These are just people who have been victimized in a mass shooting. There are four or more. So, yes, there have been multiple mass shootings happening in the news in the last couple of weeks after it had been really a quiet, a, a quiet forgotten thing for a while. Quiet for America. For, for the United States. Um, and it was nice. It was nice to not hear that on yeah, the news was, that man. there was a mass shooting. But, however, it's back in the... In the TV and a lot daily. And so then the conversation is quickly turned again toward uh, gun culture. This word, this phrase gun culture, America's obsession with guns. Um, what are other things I've heard? Um, I'm not like those are the two biggies yeah, for really. sure. Absolutely. And gun violence gun is, violence is, is another is what one. we're turning towards to now a right. lot. But I wanted to be fair. So I did a quick um, some research today. I'm just going to go over it real fast. I did by decade numbers of, and I'm just counting the fatalities um, in mass shootings in the United States. So these are not individual shootings. This is just the fatalities in shootings with four or more. Correct. These are just mass shootings. And I can get into uh, gun-related violence later. But mass shootings in in the United States, starting with the 80s, decade by decade. So in the 80s, there were 191 people killed through mass shootings. 191? 191. That's 1981 through 1990? 1980 or? through 1989. Whoa. 191. Correct. That's it. Correct. But this is, it is interesting. I want, that's why I wanted to share this. In the 90s. Okay. 180. Really? In the 2000s. So then, wow, I'm shocked. In the 2000s. And remember, this is, uh, there's a lot that happened in the 2000s. Yeah. 262. And that includes Columbine. Okay. In the 2010s, and this is where our big leap comes. So, so far, we've been to- towing to, the line. We've been really close in all these decades. Yeah. Ebbing up, and flowing. Yeah. Right around 200. If and we then, averaged and it out, the I, I bet if we average it out, it'd be 200. Yeah. Probably. But in the 2010s, it jumped up to 709 people were killed. Triple. Triple. So, the 2010s, we had the incident in Orlando, Florida at the gay uh, nightclub. 30 people in that incident alone were murdered. But the, was that the Las Vegas? The Las Vegas shooting. Um, 60. I, I don't 60 some people were shot. Too many. Too many were killed. But it really boosted. 61 were killed. It boosted the numbers um, for that decade. Just those two incidents. I mean, you have almost 100 people were killed in those two instances. Um, but you can see a jump from the two twenty from 2000s to 2010s of 440, basically, 440 some odd yeah. deaths. Now, so far in the 2020s, of which we've only had a year and a half, 64 have been killed. That's not a good the trajectory, pace. The trajectory, what, what does that average out to? Yeah. Well, if, we, if we played that out, what's the trajectory? Um, well, if we multiply it by um, 
let's see, we've got two years, so we've got five more to go. Five more sections of two years, right? Yeah. Four more. Four more sections of two years. Um, multiply 64 times four. That puts us over what would be the norm with hovering around 200. It's closer to three. So clearly the numbers are going up. But the rapidity currently that we're reaching those numbers, I think, points to that we're going to have a higher number right. at the end of the An exponential growth. 2020s. Yeah. So that's just victims of, by fatality in mass shootings. There were a lot more victims that weren't killed but were traumatized or hurt during mass shootings. Sure, of course. Maimed. Many, many. Physically. Uh, probably the same number, to be honest with yeah. you. Yeah. Like just double probably that. Probably so. Yeah. That being said, what is it? What is interesting is the number of gun-related deaths. It's a much higher number than these. These are mass shooting deaths. So gun-related can include things mm -hmm. like suicide yep. or a low number of victim right. crimes. That is something I thought for sure the United States would be far and above the leader globally. However, the country that had the highest number of gun-related deaths, uh, at least uh, by the latest count in 2016, was Brazil. The USA was second with about 39,000 gun-related deaths that year. But when you do it um, per capita, the ratio per, per 100,000 people, USA is actually 20th. So you've got countries that are war-torn, right, um, right. civil unrest, civil war. So a lot war, of factors go A lot of factors. That. El Salvador and places like that are very high on that list. So... I do think that's important to know when we talk about this term gun culture or obsession with guns. I think America doesn't necessarily have the gun culture that the media portrays it to have. Do we have a problem with gun violence? I mean, that, I think that's hard to dispute. We clearly do. You'd be foolish to look at these numbers and say, no, it's no big deal. Well, 39,000 people died by gun violence in 2016, more since then. So clearly we have a problem with gun-related violence in this country. But do we have a gun culture? That's a harder thing to say. Well, it depends on how you define culture as right. well. And the reason I'm bringing all this up is I want to be fair, and I don't want to get hooked on terms and phrases that are kind of triggering or socially acceptable. Again, to a previous conversation, words matter. Definition does matter. And so... I'm putting all this out there to say, as a context, now let's have a discussion about how we feel about this reality that we're living in. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I do think we have a gun culture. Is it? I don't know how it stands up statistically to other countries, which you've shared is very interesting. We have a gun culture in the fact that I believe we have a group of people that value their rights to have a gun more than they value human life in some ways. So I, I would say that's a type of gun culture. I believe we have a really weird, weird, like worship of guns, hmm. which is, I mean, with bumper stickers or a gunian uh -huh. right here yeah. in our local state. And just like, yeah, you know what I'm talking about. I know exactly what you're talking about. So I think that in itself is a gun culture. Yeah. Um, and, uh, I hear you. And and so, yeah, we have a gun culture. I don't know what that means. We're not the only ones that have a gun culture, but this is where I live. You know, and, and so I I have so many thoughts on Would this. Would you say, though, that it's more of America having an, an idol problem 
And guns are one of the items. One hundred percent. Okay. I would say that this the, that's what I, the worship of guns right. is idolatry. I think so. Um, some people wouldn't call it that because they don't share the faith that we have. Um, uh, but it's all a, right. it's that's a worship fair. of that's fair. Yeah. Uh, of of guns and the rights to have a gun. Um, me personally, look. Here's what drives me nuts. Um, the assumption that because I say I want sensible gun laws, I want sensible, common sense, safety-driven reform mm-hmm. means I hate guns and anyone that has guns. Well, that's not – I don't like guns, but I don't hate anyone that has guns. I would lose half my friends. Look where we live, right? Right, yep. Um, I have lots of friends that are hunters, that are safe gun users. Uh, I would, I don't want those taken from them. Some of those same people, I do ha- believe, have some weird obsession with guns mm-hmm. and have types of guns they don't need. Um, so I, 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 I hate this idea that reform means you're a bleeding heart socialist that wants to take our guns. That's not. It's just I've never met someone that says that. Just that's their. They're their only line, and they're gonna right. stick with that. You know, um, I I've never owned a gun, and never will. You know, but I don't judge those who do. I I just want us to be smarter and safer and regulate it like we do every other industry that has public health in mind. Okay, that's a fair point. I think you're right in that we do idolize guns here, and I think there are some weird obsessions with guns and weapons in general. Uh, I don't. I, it's somehow it's being tied to American like nationalism. You you're a real American if you not only celebrate that the Second Amendment exists, right? But participate mm. in celebrating the Second Amendment by championing it with imagery mm. and rhetoric. And that to me is just it's a weird reality like for what for some reason that one amendment is more important than all the others yeah for sure it's elevated more uh, and it feels like and there's more fear attached to it like somehow that's going to be repealed and we're going to take away their right to bear arms right i i've never been in a conversation with people who have proposed that and you haven't either never never i've never heard that but think of the the amount of fear that is the narrative that's pushed right that's it's a strange thing so the narrative of America having a gun culture, I think, is pushed, and I think a contrary narrative of um, you need to be afraid that the progressives are going to take away your guns, guns yeah. is being pushed. And what I don't hear in normal conversations is either of those two things being pushed. Sure. I, I hear concerns on both sides, but I don't hear those narratives being pushed in those extremes. And I feel like at this point... Um, America's identity with guns is being played out in the public spectrum and who knows what America really feels anymore. Yeah. Because I have a conversation with you. You and I pretty much agree on a lot of things when it comes to guns. Um, I feel the same way personally. I, um, I've never purchased a gun. I've been gifted them. Uh, I always end up giving them back to my dad cause he has a gun safe. Um, but I, uh, guns are fine. I'm not a hunter yet. So I don't, uh, so I don't need them. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I just rather than not be, in a, be around because I know what a gun can actually do. I've gone to gun training, gun safety training. I know what guns do. And so I don't want them around my little kids, even with all the safety measures in place, because I don't want that kind of an accident to happen under my watch. 
Yeah, and 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 some some of us just didn't grow up with them. My dad wasn't a hunter. I just I just didn't grow up with it. It's not a part of who I am. You yeah, know? it didn't define your family. Not at all. Right. Not at all. But it was not an issue. You know. Yeah. I guess. You know. So I wonder what what do you think we need to do about whatever you want to call it this problem this this epidemic whatever we we do have a gun violence let's call it an issue an issue for sure like what what do we need to do what do we do about this god that's such a big question well I, obviously i'm hype i'm not asking you to answer that fully but yeah like that's i think that's where the the struggle comes because it's easy to give up like I don't know what to advocate for. Correct. It feels so big and so overwhelming that whatever, just let it be. Well, I think there's a there's a normal, reasonable, uh, logical push for um, regulation. Like that that makes sense to me that we would land on that. But what I don't know is what kind of regulation would actually make the difference to bring those gun related violences down. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, that's a fair question because criminally minded people find ways to commit crimes. Um, and if there are new rules and regulations making it more difficult, they just find ways to either break those rules or follow the rules and then commit those same crimes. Right. I, I don't know that that goes away. I don't think it does go away, but what bothers me is I hear that argument a lot. That argument as a reason to stop any, Type of action for gun reform. Oh, right. I wasn't saying. That. I know you weren't. Yeah, I know okay. you weren't. But I'm saying that's what yeah. I hear. A lot. I've heard that too. For oh, sure. And I'm and like, okay, yeah, you're right. Evil is evil. Mm -hmm. Brokenness is brokenness. It's always going to exist. But we can put barriers and boundaries and structures around systems to make it harder. Are there going to be anomalies? Are people still going to break the law? Yes, mm -hmm. we know that. But let's make it harder. Let's at least if we can make a dent. In, in, in these numbers, then why would we not strive to do that? I, I agree with you. I just thought of something, and I don't. maybe it's stupid. But here's an idea. We seem to be very uh, open to incentivized solutions in this country. Yeah, right? we do. Right? So what if there was a registry with an incentive? Um, as a gun owner, you register the weapon or weapons that you have. For every weapon that you register with the National Registry of United States Gun Ownership, uh, you get a kickback of some kind, uh, proving that you're a responsible gun owner, gun owner in this country, um, defending the integrity of the Second Amendment such that the government actually is giving you a little stipend like they would for energy efficiency if you bought a really good refrigerator. Why not something like that? Now, uh, it's not going to take away gun-related crimes, but what it will do is incentivize ownership and take away maybe the fear of letting the government know you have a gun. Because a lot of people that own guns don't even want the government in their business because they don't trust the government to be in their business. And while I understand that, if we're trying to actually regulate gun ownership, the, gu the government's going to have to be in their business. Mm -hmm. So incentivize it such that by registering your weaponry, you're actually a part of the solution and you get a kickback financially. That's too logical, Tom. That's too logical. We would never go there. Oh. That's, that's, that's actually thinking outside of the box with logic. Well, crap, because I was really proud of myself. I just thought of that. and I, thought <laughs> I was, was impressed. <laughs> I'm, no, I'm, I'm saying that facetiously and sarcastically. Oh. Yeah. Why couldn't we do something like that? Well, because that, that, that seems to make sense. We don't seem to like that a lot of times. Yeah. But, but yeah, man, like 
I, I I want massive gun reform. I really do. I want. Uh, what does that mean to you? I, mean, I want our background check system completely changed. I want, of course, required universal background checks. I want red flags um, that are actually reported across the system, across all systems. That actually, when a red flag comes up, is as a true red flag. Case in point, the individual um, who who did the, the where was the FedEx shooting that just mm-hmm. took place. Just a couple months ago, uh, had law enforcement come to his house and take, say he was not safe to have guns because of a mental health thing that t- uh, occurred in this phone, in this uh, police call. However, two months later, was uh, able to legally purchase the gun that took that took all those lives in the same state. In the same state, huh? In the same state. So I would love to see a system. It it can happen. We have. In my line of work in child protective services, the, you, it's almost like an APB. You can put in what's called pickup orders. If there is someone that has kidnapped a child and not supposed to have a child, anywhere that they come into contact with any system that pulls up their ID, it flags it, and the police can know immediately. Interesting. It can be done. I would love so. I'd love to see our background checks be more thorough, mm-hmm. more universally required, and literally have terms and conditions if these red flags are are put into place that's a simple reform that we can start with that's good i mean it still relies on people <clears throat> allowing the government to of be course in their it business. does of course it does and then but, all the states being pe- on the same page but people that would fight that have no problem doing the same thing to register their vehicles or other things you know it's not it's no different if something can be dangerous there should be a system to do background checks to I, do these you're right i'm not disagreeing right? with you but what Playing devil's advocate for the type of individual who would be in opposition to that, they'd be a proponent for states' rights. Of course they would, until it didn't convenience them. Uh, Well, yeah. So voting rights, there's a long history of the United States championing state rights and not letting the federal government determine how we do something nationally. Uh, I'm I'm fully aware. I'm just, this is what I want to see. Okay. I'm fully aware. But why, why would that same person that would fight against registering their gun have not fight against registering their car with the exact same government? Uh, you know, I'm yeah, not asking you to answer that. That's you know? a, it's a good question. They, I, they, they don't. And so there's more to it than just saying I don't trust the government. I agree because with you. Because you do it in other places. Um, so that's, that's one change I'd love to see, a, a, a big change. I would love to see um, – regulations of some sort on capacities of guns that are allowed to be legal. How much ammo a gun How can much uh, ammo a gun can shoot at, at a given time. Mm-hmm. I would love to see certain types of guns taken off the market for the general public. They were meant to be weapons of war. They were meant to be military weapons. We, we don't need them to hunt. We don't, we don't need them. I'd right. love to see that happen on some level. Um, just change. What I want to see really is... I want to see some indication that lives matter more than rights or lives matter more than property, which is a a, a firearm. And uh, I don't want your guns taken. I don't know anyone that is criminal with their guns. I don't know anyone that is negligent with their guns. All of the friends we have that have guns are very safe, responsible owners. Mm -hmm. They would not even fall victim to any of these things I'm talking about, these changes. You know, maybe the magazine, except for maybe that. Right. But, but they would still have guns and their ability to hunt and and protect and these sort of things. And so 
Yeah, there's a lot that I would love to see change in our culture. That's fair. I mean, you had good points. I, it's it's now that I'm thinking about this phrase gun culture, I I don't I have a problem with the phrase, but the concept of the idolization of weaponry in this country, this is where it's rearing his ugly head because yep. at no point can I imagine people who idolize weapons to say, "You know what? For the good of the country, this does make sense." Right. Exactly. Instead, they'll say, how dare you tell me how to love my weapons? I can love them however I want. And uh, that's exactly what somebody would say for any idol. Any, any across idol the spectrum. Across the spectrum. Yeah. yeah. I get to love this God however I want to love this God. And you don't get to say nothing about it. Right. But what's disingenuous is the uh, Christian culture in America. Well, that's exactly. That's... And I was trying to avoid going there. <laughs> I don't care. I'll say it. The Christian culture in America who is also in love with their guns such that they are idolizing them. And holding it above, in some ways, humanity. Well, yeah, because at some point, whether you're Christian or not, you understand that in Christianity, you have to kind of obey God's rules. That's just kind of how it works. Whatever religion you're in, there's a... You obey that deity's you, you rules. You obey that deity's rules. Now, at some point, if that deity is running up against a second deity in your life, either you become a pantheist or you surrender to one of them. Right. But in Christianity, um, somehow it's okay to be <laughs> idol-worshipping more yeah. than one god at the same time. We, we do have very impressive ethical uh, gymnastics, moralistic yeah. gymnastics. So maybe that's a little too personal and emotional. No, and I think it's a whole other show, but I think it's... Important for us to at least give a minute to. Yeah, well, my opinion is, my feelings are that I am personally upset and offended even that my tribe behaves in such a way. Amen. And um, I don't want to be like that anymore, and I don't want my tribe to do it either. I think, pick a God, serve it. Be consistent. And be consistent. Yeah. Whatever it is. Don't sit there and tell me you're a Christian, but you love guns so much that all you talk about is how def you need to defend your right to have an AR-15. Just, just tell me you're a gun worshiper. And won't ever admit the wrong that, right. that this culture has done. Right. You know, yeah, I know, man. And so that, that to me was a whole nother, that's why I wasn't bringing it up. Not because I was afraid of it, but yeah, that, it's hard for me to see the world. Through, that is my worldview, right? Through this lens of mm -hmm. faith. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, so the way that this idolatry rears its head within, uh, like, like you said, our tribe, super bothersome to me. Mm -hmm. Super bothersome. Well, I'm probably going to get some no. flames on that one, but I, I'm not sorry. I don't feel like I said anything heretical. Well, As a matter of fact. Say, what did you say? Let's think about what, what did we both say? We would like change. We would like change. Right. Responsibility. We would like responsibility. Accountability. And consistency. Consistency. Um, Noti and, and notification for the safety of the country. And honesty. We'd like, we'd honesty. like uh, moral honesty, right? Intellectual yeah. honesty about these. Look, you know what you're worshiping. Just say it. You right. Know? Yeah. Yep. So I don't really think, yeah, people will viscerally react. But if they, if you could step back for a minute and separate yourself, we're just saying that lives are important. Mm -hmm. These are lives made in the image of God. And, <laughs> Anything that we can do to preserve more of those lives, we should champion. I agree. That's what it boils down to for me. Right. It's not a hatred of guns. It's a love of life. Agreed. 
Oh, I just thought of another phrase that I won't even bring up right now. Uh, what is it? <sighs> you can cut it out if you want to. What is uh, you it? know, what? I'll just say it, and we can either talk about it or not. But I can't help but be troubled and fascinated by the concept that people who champion gun rights within our tribe are also often championing um, pro-life. Yes, sir. So a gun yep. is I'm, a thing. I've been thinking this the whole time. That takes away a life, whether it be an animal or a person. And if you have a gun in your house that's not for hunting, the purpose is that if you ever need to, you it will ends a life. end a life of a person. If you're not willing to end a life of a person, you should never own a gun in the first place. That's basic gun ownership 101. If you have to draw your gun to defend your family, you got to expect that you're going to take a life. Yes. So if you're going to be so pro-life that you're going to champion pro-life in every way that you vote and all the rhetoric that you speak of politically. However, you, you worship guns in such a way that they're more important than lives. How do you reconcile that? I would challenge you to wrestle with God on that one. You can get pissed off at me all you want, but you need to wrestle with God on where you should stand in that. I mean, I have to. Yeah. And, and so I just wanted to bring that up. No, I feel like I, when I, it comes I, to this... feel you. This conversation around guns, I think it's something that needs to be said. Which is what I was saying. That's literally, that is the cry of my heart. Yeah. Not I hate guns, I love life. Exactly. You know? You know? Exactly. And, and, and I love, I value humanity more than I value a piece of metal. Me too. So, I don't know. And, and, it's, and so I wish we could talk more to people on the opposite side of this to, to hear their heart and for them to hear, like, we're not, we don't, we're not saying what you think we're saying either. You know, it would be good. So. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if, if we have the ability to do that civilly anymore. Not we, but just Americans in general. Yeah. the uh, Yeah. I don't, I don't know. That's a different podcast. How, how to talk to people about things that matter. Yeah. Um, look, let's do something that we haven't done for a while, much to my chagrin. Let's actually distill this conversation. Yeah. We call ourselves the distillery. That is that is a, a foundation, a tenet of our show. Right. Um for me, obviously, to say that this conversation is about uh, guns and the worship of them and that we need to be more responsible, that isn't the, distiller, the dist distillation, I think, that serves it justice. So I'm going to turn it over to you if you have any thoughts, and maybe together we can distill this conversation. Mm. Put me on the spot. Well, yeah. I think it boils down to... You serve what you love. I think that's what it, this this whole conversation boils down to. It's it, it's it's not about the the item. It's not about the gun. It's about it's about your heart, and your heart follows and fights for ultimately the things that you love. Mm. And that's a good thing. I mean, that means my right. heart fights for my family and my friends and my faith. Right. Um, but. That also means when we are able to take a step back objectively, remove our biases, remove these lenses, and say, what else do you fight for in your life? What, what are the things that you, that you hold in high regard? It reveals a lot of what we truly love and what we truly serve. Oof, that's big. I love it. I have nothing to add to that distillation. So I'm, I'm really glad I put you on the spot. That was beautiful. Um, folks... Wrestle with God on this one. Re or just wrestle with your conscience if you don't know God. What do you love? 
what do you love? Amen. All right. Bye. Bye.